0: The tale of old Jonas, he was swallowed whole by a whale, that's a good tale, but this ain't that tale, this is Listener Mail, Listener Mail. Hello, you're listening to Topics and this is Listener Mail. Hey Mike, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Always excited to dig into the mailbag and see what some of our listeners have brought to the table for us to unpack.
0: So let's just jump right in. Uh, We have a lot of ground to cover here. Stefan Kling wrote to us and he said, could you further delve into the topic of class structure? Specifically, Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear you discuss the fact that one of you, Michael Ian Black, is la creme de la creme, as they say. While the other, Michael Showalter, is poor. Thank you in advance hmm. for your wisdom, Stefan.
1: Um. Well, do you want to? Do you want to get into this? Um. Because I don't. I, I. You know, sometimes we make these kinds of jokes, but but it's it's worth um, noting that they're pretty much jokes. I mean, do I have more money than you? Yes. Is it a lot more money than you? Yes. But I wouldn't say that I'm the creme de la creme, and you're poor. You you do you don't live a subsistence lifestyle. You have a nice lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, Um, and I also like you said, you drive a Honda. I mean, that you know, in 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 a lot of parts of the world, like that's considered like a pretty nice car. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: You have what? It's is a BMW still? Which one? Which car? My primary car, yes, is a BMW. Yes. Uh huh.
0: What do you mean? Do you have more than one BMW?
1: No, no. We have we have many cars, but my primary sort of day-to-day just tootling around car is a BMW. How many cars do you have? Well, in truth, we really only have two. Okay. We had, th- we had three, but we just gave it away. Why? We gave away you didn't, just to help
0: you, out. You didn't need it?
1: We didn't need it. We gave it away. What
0: did you have? You had two sort of sporty cars and then like a
1: family car, right? We had, yeah, that's right. Two sportier cars and a family car.
0: Was it a, a, B, a VW bug?
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, we gave we gave it away.
0: Well, my feeling is that poor is is really a state of mind. And that, yes. and that
1: that's the that's the important and thing.
0: that in my heart I'm rich. Yes. Because my life is rich and my life is full. And 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 that's my right. life, you know, like you may have more. You may have a bigger bank account than me, yes. but my life—I have, have more
1: material
0: wealth, right? But my life isn't empty. You know what I mean? No, of course not. Like I have—you have money, and I yes, and, and and then I have like a non-empty existence. And to me, that's how I define rich or poor. Is like just like whether or not your life is empty
1: and shallow. Right. I mean, but the, the yes, yes. And I, 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 I could and probably should leave it at that. But, <laughs> were you going to
0: go into a – what were you going to do? Like,
1: Well, I mean the question was about class structure. I see. You know, I see.
0: You wanna it was keep, about class You want to keep it on that.
1: You know, it's just – it is an interesting topic. It's an important topic, especially in today's sort of uh, global age of income inequality as that's become such a pertinent question in the world. And, you know, one could argue that we are on – you know. Separate sides of the same coin, you know. Uh Um, I'm a one percenter. You're not, and and what you said is absolutely right. Although the class structure is there, what is important is the structure that you hold within your heart. Mm -hmm. So yes, I have more money in my bank account. Who cares? I have a bigger house. Who cares? I'm building a new house. Who cares? None of that matters. Um, I mean, it matters to a certain degree, but whatever. Yes, I, I, you know, I can do what I want. You know, um, you're working on a sitcom, you know, that, that, uh, you know, that you, you have to do. And that's great. We all need, we all should work. Work is important. It validates our existence. Anyway.
0: Some very interesting points of view. I feel like we just got, we got there. So Mm Stefan, I hope that answers your question. Uh, Let's go on to uh, Brendan Faraday from Boston, Massachusetts. He writes, my question is about the vast amount of topics available for discussion on your podcast. Do you intend to cover all available topics eventually, or would you be satisfied with covering about 80% of available topics? Hmm. And then he wrote, thanks in advance. And I love the show. Thank you. Thank you, Brendan. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Um, do you have an opinion about that?
0: oh man I think it would take us a, a it would take us a pretty long time to cover eighty percent of all topics so mm-hmm. um I can't even speculate on that
1: well, the universe of topics is like the universe itself exactly it's ever expanding um well i mean i
0: i we we established on the last listener mail that just one topic
1: itself has multiple subtopics yes, that's right. And when you when you start unpacking one topic, you know, it's unlike a regular suitcase, what you find is another suitcase. Yeah, It's suitcase within suitcase it's, within suitcase. Yes, it is. It's it's like a luggage store mm-hmm. of topics. Mm-hmm. And then once you empty out the luggage store and you lock the door, you turn around and you find out you're in another luggage store. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then you exit the mall and the mall is in another mall. Mm. And so will we ever get to 80% of the topics? I think so. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think so, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So Joe
0: from Philadelphia wrote, Mike and Mike, which president of the United States do you think was the best, the worst? Thanks for approaching all topics with sincerity and professionalism. Best regards, Joe in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, the best president has to be george washington okay
1: do you want to you want to get into well, that? well he bit? was
0: the first president right and he is just the most famous one yes and so i feel like he's he's the obvious choice and so i
1: and so i'm just gonna say it's him and then the, well, but 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 from a policy point of view why do you think george washington was such a was the best president because and I, I i want to confine it to policy because
0: his policies were so good
1: right all of them yes all of them yes. were it, so it, good. It, just for some of the listeners who aren't familiar, you know they know the myth they know the man they know the legend they know the general but they don't know the the policy maker why don't you just delve into that a little a little bit further? just
0: all his all of his policies about mm-hmm. education and all his policies oh, uh, about now,
1: I'm not now that that's interesting because I'm actually not familiar of any of his policies regarding education. What were they?
0: You know the 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 Virginia Education yes. Bill. He sponsored the Virginia Education Bill.
1: I'm gonna look that up. because I'm not familiar with that. The Virginia Education Bill. If I don't get the exact wording
0: right, like that, uh-huh. you know, I mean, I wasn't a history major, so. Right. What, what yeah, does it say? I don't see that. What does it say?
1: Um, ba, 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 ba. There was one in 2012. That's not it. That's not the one okay. I'm thinking of. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Google Virginia education bill, George Washington, and let's see what we get. See what you get, because probably... it should
0: – I might be getting the wording mm. a little off. Mm-hmm. Anyway, look, the point is it was a very far-reaching thing, and he pretty much, mm-hmm. he pretty much set in motion – the whole public school system that we have. And I think even though it's a flawed system, I think that it at least, you know, a big chunk of credit needs to go to George Washington for mm-hmm. that. But I mean, forget about that. Forget about that. I mean, he was responsible for so many, I hear so much typing going on over there.
1: Well, now I'm checking out the American public school system history. Uh-huh, right. Uh, huh. right.
0: Who do you think yeah. is the best
1: president? Bill Clinton.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. The best president ever, Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Better than mm-hmm. Ab- Abraham Lincoln or George Washington or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why Bill Clinton?
1: Um, there's a lot of reasons and I could get into them and I, I wish we had an entire topics episode dedicated to the great presidents. And maybe that's when we should, I think, in fact, I'm just going to make a note of that right now because I do think that's a good idea. In the, um, in our, in our brief American time that we have,
0: what, what is just one thing that he, that
1: you feel like? I just think he really rocked it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, when you talk about presidents, he just rocked it. Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton really comes to mind in a very difficult political atmosphere. Mm-hmm. He really rocked it. Um, you know, everything from, you know, all the stuff he did and, and, uh, all the travels he had and he just, he really just rocked it, I thought. And I, and, I, and I, look, I'm being colloquial and I'm saying he rocked it, but, you know, from the moment that I saw him on, uh, the Arsenio Hall show playing the saxophone, I said to myself, this guy, Hey, guess what? This guy rocks it. This guy it. can rock it. Yeah, yeah, he can rock it. And he did. So anyway, let's move on. Heidi... writes to us, and she says,
0: Hello, Michael and Michael. I just wanted to say thanks for doing this podcast. Wednesday morning is my favorite workday morning because I can get ready for work while listening to it. Your unique brand of non-comedy comedy comedy is perfect for my slow, quiet, sluggish self in the early morning. There's nothing else that that I can quite rand at that time. I don't know what that means. I'd love to hear your take on feminism. And as a Latin mm. teacher, I'd love to hear your thoughts on education and various subtopics therein. I hope mm-hmm. you get to them someday. Heidi.
1: Wow. That's, boy, that's a... Uh, a mouthful. That's a lot to digest. That's a mouthful, huh? <laughs> that's a big old uh, <laughs> mouthful of So, food. feminism. Great topic. I'm going to write that one down. And education, which is tied into what you were talking about with George Washington starting uh-huh. the public school system which right. really was important um and latin I'm also good to write that down because latin is is the root of all language yes. and uh and an important one to consider mm-hmm. um something that hasn't been mentioned is latin women mm. who um i'm thinking specifically of salma Haya. uh-huh um you know, she's and speaking speaking as a feminist, you know, I'd like to get up in that.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. She's a sex symbol. She's a yeah, a Latin, She's a
1: she's a she's a uh she's a spicy salsa. I like she's a, um, caliente. Ay, 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 I like Shakira. You know. Yeah, Shakira. Yes. She
0: the way she shakes her hips.
1: Yes. And you say that I assume as a feminist. Of course. Of course. Yes. It would be yes. very
0: chauvinistic of me not to. That's right. If I said it as a chauvinist, then it wouldn't it would mean something totally different. That's right. But I'm saying the way she shakes shakes her hips is very sexual and very yes. and it makes me want to, you know, get up in that.
1: Yeah. That's right. Hit that piñata. Mhm. Mhm.
0: Which which we're when I mean, you're saying that as a feminist, right? Of course. Of course, James Hamilton. He wrote that he wants us to. He suggests a, a topic for us to cover: technological mm. singularity.
1: Yep. Do you know what that is? Of course. What is it? And, well, well, you know, we can talk about it during one of our topic podcasts. Well, the technological singularity, uh, Michael, was first hypothesized by Ray Kurzweil the famous futurist author mm. and uh, what it basically posits is that at a certain point in the near future, we're not talking about the distant future, in the near future, the processing power of computers will become so great that uh, computers themselves will become so superior to us that the only way for us to um, survive will actually be to kind of meld with the computers, and create a kind of uh, electronic slash human consciousness which will um, exist uh, in perpetuity, creating a kind of uh, singularity, a point in time where we need not ever die. Wow.
0: That's intense.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And that that, uh, singularity, if you believe Kurzweil, could very well happen within our own lifetimes. Uh huh. So, I like it. You know, I like it because, you know my uh, my feeling.
0: What's? Do you know anything about the history of the idea?
1: Uh, well, you could trace it back to uh, to uh, Moore's Law, mm-hmm. um, the the law that says processing power will double every eighteen months first posited by Gordon Moore in the 60s. He's, of course, the founder of Intel. And uh, in the decades since he first made that uh, prediction, it's been true. So if you continue to sort of exponentially increase processing power and the power of computers to do what they do, in, in and we can calculate what it would take to uh, for co- computers to surpass human intelligence, we can sort of put a, a, a date, on when computers will be able to do that. And that should happen sometime in the next decade. Wow. And within a decade or two after that, this technological similarity could very well happen. Wow. You know so much about this. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. I- now, do I have the details right? I don't know.
0: Melissa Barker writes um, that she doesn't know who she loves more, Michael or Michael.
1: Mm-hmm. She
0: writes, I guess if I had to choose, I'd choose Michael
1: hmm I see what she's doing there.
0: <laughs> then she says, she nearly drove off the highway. She was laughing so hard during the time travel episode, which I don't remember it being funny, but... Um, I don't
1: e- either particularly. She has
0: some suggestions. In fact,
1: I, and I seem to remember making a pretty important point, uh, which is that if I had a time machine, I would go back and instead of killing Hitler, I would love Hitler. Mm-hmm. Which was su- love. Love is a more powerful weapon, right? Than hate. Which was such a
0: fascinating, yes, way of looking at it. Um, she says that while while we covered nearly everything there is to know about science and medicine, it may be worth a second look. She writes, "Perhaps you could drill deeper into ethics or organ donation or skin care." Yeah. I definitely think that there's a lot to talk about in the skin care topic.
1: Yes. Yes that's that um jumped out to me when she said that in bright flashing letters, Skincare, I think she's right because there are so many well first of all, the skin is the largest organ on your body,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's so many books and um uh uh infomercials and snake oil salesmen out there trying to sell you good skincare products, and it probably would be worth you and I going through and sort of dispelling a lot of those myths mm-hmm. Most I know you're very you're very involved in skincare.
0: Well, I think you said something interesting about that skin is an organ. Most people don't don't know that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, she mentioned organ donation. Um, and at this point, we don't really donate our skin, but there are face donors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you wanna if you wanna be a face donor, you really should take care of your skin.
0: Mm-hmm. So true. You're making some really good points and i think you could do a whole s- bunch of stuff about like zit cream and stuff mm-hmm. like a- about getting zits yes and just z- yes. and just zapping them with like clear yes. clearasil and stuff
1: yes 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 I-, I i really like what you're saying about zit cream right now
0: and just zapping them and stuff
1: yeah zapping it
0: like if you're a teenager or something and you have a pizza face and you're just like ah mm-hmm.
1: i have a pizza face yes i have a pizza face i need to zap that and i want z- to i want to
0: zap those zits yes. With some zit cream. With some, z- yes. with some zit cream, as you say. or Well, or save z- it for the
1: podcast because this is really rich in important stuff. What do you
0: say, Mike? You want to do one more? Last one. Um, this one comes from uh, Dr. Scott. Mm-hmm. And he writes, you guys have touched briefly on the topic of Eastern medicine. I think it'd it'd nice to hear a full podcast episode on naturopathic or holistic medicine. Thank
1: you. He writes, mm. thank you, Dr. Scott.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So now I wonder if Doctor Scott himself is uh, an osteopath mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or a holistic doctor. Well, Doctor um, Scott, it is a th-
0: Doctor Scott. It's if a- you're if you're listening, uh, let us know if you're uh, if holistic medicine is your uh, specialty. In which case, we'll have you come on the show and you can talk to us about it a little bit because apparently you know you know so much about it.
1: Yeah, he's he's. Um, the, 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 the entire email was a little bit of a humble brag. and you know, that's fine. I think, I think people sometimes feel the need to toot their own horns a, uh, a little bit. And, and that, that generally comes actually from insecurity and not from um, an inflated sense of self or, or ego, but it actually comes from a, from a separate place. Now with Dr. Scott, I can't tell. It, it, it does seem like he does have a kind of narcissistic personality disorder. I don't know if you picked up on that.
0: I mean, I, I, you know, looking at it a little bit now, I do see that. I mean, there's just this, this bravado about it. Um, Mm -hmm he says episode naturopathic or holistic medicine. It's like, we, yes, we get it. You know, we get, it. you know, more than one, you know, you have a big vocabulary, you know, 10 different words for this thing. It's like, if you know so much about it, then why do you need to ask us? You know, if you, if, right. if you're the world's foremost expert on it, then why yes. are you writing us a letter rubbing it in our face that we didn't talk about it? It just right. seems, it, it, it seems it's, it's a hate mail. It's hate mail. It's a hater thing. Yeah, yes. yes, He's a troll. This guy's a troll. He's a troll,
1: and it's unfortunate but you know, in, in any creative endeavor that you do and you open yourself up and you make yourself vulnerable, you're going to get haters mm-hmm. and let this email serve as a lesson to those of you listening who really do enjoy the podcast and really do care about these topics that um, maybe you're experiencing it in some of your study groups where one person just is not on the same page. If so, so be it. Wish them fairly well um, but don't get caught up in the hate because- You know, hate, hate itself, uh, can be a disease Mm -hmm. and it can spread. Mm -hmm. It's contagious. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't be the contagion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't be the
0: problem. Be the solution. Yes. Um, I think that would be, that's a great place for us to uh, end this, uh, session of Listener Mail. Mm -hmm. Um, and as always, for those of you that are, uh, fans of the show, uh, Give us a a review or a rating on iTunes. Help us get the word out about it.
1: Right. We're trying very hard to make topics um, as as invaluable to the world as it is to Michael and myself. Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, until next time, uh, I'll be uh, thinking of the of today's conversation.
1: As will I. Um, and if you'd like to have your letter read on a future episode of Listener Mail write to us at topicspodcast at gmail.com until next time Michael bye the tale of old Jonas he was swallowed whole of that